Hi everyone, welcome to the Split Screen Gaming Podcast, the occasional weekly podcast where three lifelong friends correspond about video games from the comfort of each other's home. You might remember me as being Holden Depardo, and I'm here with my partner, who's very thirsty. Did His y'all miss is... it? Did y'all miss that glass of water pour? Haven't had it in two weeks, y'all. I'm Chad Michael Linus. Oh yeah, that's right, it's been a little while since the, the water pour. We're talking about that now, I guess. We we mentioned water pouring in this on the yeah, show. Yeah, we mentioned water part. pour. The the fans love it and they demand it. <laughs> we have to give it to them. Everyone's tweeting out to us. Actually, that's our subscriber prerogative this week. Was what happened to the water pour? Yeah. Well, spoiler alert. We're gonna get to that later. Yeah, absolutely. So, we we had an episode on Sunday pretty recently. So did we? Yeah, it was Sunday. Oh, I no, believe. I did a lot of crystal meth this year. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that's stupid. If you do crystal meth, no judgment, but you're stupid. Or you're Jesse Pinkman. Or you're Jesse Pinkman. Or you're Jesse Pinkman, just saying. You know, you're right. Mm -hmm. Stupid is what stupid does. Oh, yeah. So, we're just going to talk about some news stories, which there are actually some big stories that came out. shut up about news stories. What did you play? I told you You know how we start this podcast. I didn't play anything this week. You didn't play threes? You didn't play boost two? Nope. You didn't Didn't play play anything. I played a little bit of Mario Kart. Traveler. Oh, see, there you go. A little, a little bit of Mario, Mario Kart, Kart, because my brother got Mario Kart, and each day he wants to play with me, and I'm still beating him, but by narrower and narrower margins every day. I'm, I might just have to stop playing with him, so I know I'm better than him. <laughs> Quit while you're ahead, man. <laughs> Quit while I'm ahead, you know? It's, it's important to feel good about yourself. <laughs> yep. Um, so it's that's cool, but I, haven't, I just haven't had time. I really want to play Octopath Traveler, but I think the next game at this point I'm going to play is Mario. Like, that's just the next game I'll probably have time to play. Really? That's yeah, still have, like two I've, weeks away. I know. I got like midterms and stuff right now. I'm doing a lot of doing a lot of you stuff. You do not have two weeks of midterms, it's and you true. have a fall break. You're in college. Actually, there is no fall break right now. Well, you go to a shitty college. <laughs> For the time being, I do go to a shitty college. <laughs> <laughs> um, in my science, it's actually kind of funny. My science fiction class, we're, we're spending more time not reading science fiction literature, but watching 2001: A Space Odyssey in 10 minute increments every single day. Oh, good. Like, that's already a very slow movie, but it's, it's like, watch half of this sequence today, and then next week we'll watch the next half of the sequence. <laughs> anyway, totally not relevant at all to the podcast, but yeah, I have not played that much this week. Nice. I'm, I'm boring. I did my usual little bit of Destiny 2, not mo- much more Destiny 2 at all. Uh, got up to 283 as my power level. Mm. What's the highest? 305. 305 nice nice yep. nice yep so i was i was hearing that apparently there's not as much to do the more like you play that sounds really stupid to say because of course that's true but it's very much geared towards the opening kind of getting into the game and then once you've kind of gotten past the 20 light level things kind of drop off a little bit is that i'd say somebody lied to you because that's when everything opens up and that's when you can do iron banner that's when you can cool. do the Trials of the Nine and the Raid and Nightfall Strikes and like, well, all I of the to extra find out like for myself, all the extra challenges and all of that other stuff. Like that's when all of that comes is at level twenty after you beat the, mm-hmm. the goddamn. So you're wrong. Yeah, I, I didn't say I was wrong. I was just asking you because you are no the no, aficionado no no on no Destiny no you know you things. are wrong. All right, I will also, take that. Ulta, I am wrong. I um, played a little bit of. Yoshi's Story, Super Mario World 2. Oh, Freaking nice. love that game. Yep, played more of that on my SNES Classic for about an hour today, waiting for laundry to get done. Uh, forgot how much I love that game. 
good. A plus. You get it. Go, go, I'm ready gadget. to play Super Metroid whenever you're ready to play Super Metroid. Just you saying. know what I think we should do instead? What? Since it's the PS Plus game this month and it's spooky. Amnesia? I think we should do Amnesia. The f- at, I, see, the problem is I don't know how long these games are. I think the first one's like seven or eight. I looked up on how long to beat.com. I don't think that they're that long. The first one I think is seven or eight hours. The second one I think is four or five hours. Okay. But I think we should play that. At least the first one. At least the first one. And then discuss it at the end of the month. And everyone who has PlayStations and PlayStation Plus memberships, they can Which download will... it for free. And they can listen along. And they can be like, oh, my God, they have the same exact opinions as me. Or Holden doesn't because he likes Zelda. But he <laughs> has the same exact opinions as everyone else except for Chad because Chad's the only one that thinks it's boring. And most people think that Zelda's boring, actually. So I'm going to go ahead and say by the end of the month, we will have a little episode about playing Amnesia. Putting it out we'll there. Like, we'll it's like not going to be like Halloween. Dying Light. We're not going to just play it once, say we're going to do it, and then forget about it for us. I think most people have forgotten about Dying Light, including us. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll have a Halloween thing. We'll, maybe we'll do a Halloween thing. I don't know. This is a pretty impromptu deal. Halloweener. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These hallowed halls. Hey, that's all I played. That's what we're going to play. <laughs> South was... Park comes out on Tuesday. That's funny. That was the shortest. This is what we've been playing this week. It's literally like I know because everyone Destiny. already knows Destiny. Well, yeah, Destiny, we've Destiny. talked about Destiny since it came out like September 9th, which is about yep. a month now. So yep. I think uh, I, I think that means we talked more about Destiny than we did about Breath of the Wild when Breath Lies. of the Wild came out. Lies. No, we yeah, only we t- talked, we about talked about Breath, Breath of the Wild, of the Wild every single episode. I'm sure. I think actually we have. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I always put the hashtag in the goddamn social link. So. Do you really? I do, because I'm, sh- I'm like, I'm sure we talked about Zelda. That's funny. I mean, I love that game. Actually, I haven't played the game in a while. Good. I'm just waiting for that DLC, which I'm I am just convinced. waiting for you to get Amnesia and pretend it doesn't exist. Um, I don't remember. Amnesia. Oh. Yeah, that's you get the game we're going to play. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I do have a theory, though, a prediction. Yeah. The Zelda DLC is not coming out this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure pretty if confident. It, if it came out this year, I'm sure we would know by now. Did well, they, they say it was going to come 2017? They did, yeah. This oh. is coming holiday 2017. Okay. And I don't think that's going to... Oh, so they no, actually this... said fall 2017. So There's no way it's coming out this year. Yeah, they would have mentioned already. There is some Breath of the Wild Amiibo coming out November 10th. Yeah. That's my mom's birthday! Oh my gosh. I'm going to get my mom the champion that. Amiibos! <laughs> For the Switch she doesn't have. Uh, I'm going to get her the, the fucking prick bird one. Oh, God, I, I do not like that guy. Um, Renvali, I think is what his name is. Sure, whatever yeah. the fuck his name is. Basically, the gist of his character is, Link's lame, ha, ha, ha. But that was the last of the of the heroes I met, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see what this one is. Oh, he hates me. <laughs> yep, what a letdown. Great, awesome. But I don't want to talk about that game anymore, because we talked a lot about that game. Thank God. Uh... <laughs> I do think it's funny how much you hate that game. I Not that, hate you, like, that you're game wrong for thinking that. So it's just much. funny that like this character that I put on for this podcast hates that game a lot more than I actually hated the game. But it's just like it was That's not true. Shit. Um, when I was at Chad's house watching him play the game, he was about to kick his switch because he hated the game so much. He really hates it. I mean, my switch is very puntable. Actually, apparently they are very durable. You're durable. But one was pretty durable. What? And very consistent. What? Us talking about the news every single week. Oh my god! Let's do that. What a what a mediocre segue. <laughs> so um, I have just a quick story, kind of speaking on Breath of okay, the Wild. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Edge Magazine has the review of Mario out for people who subscribe to their magazine and have gotten their magazine. 
Super Mario Odyssey has gotten a 10 out of 10 from Edge Magazine. Yeah, it did! Which, I mean, it, not indicative that it's going to get the same reviews that Breath of the Wild did, but they've only given out... kill it. <laughs> they've only given out 20 10 out of 10 reviews um, since the beginning of Edge Magazine, I believe. Two Which of those month? have been... No, since, like, what, I think it's like 20 plus years has been going on now. Two of those have been this year. Both are Nintendo games. Uh, Metroid Samus Returns. Yes, that was the other one. No, Breath yeah. of the Wild was the other one. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. <laughs> you gave it a 3 out of 10. I don't think I did. No, nah, I'm I? just messing with you. No, that I don't sounds know about you... right, though. We don't, we don't give scores this game. We just kind of say, yeah, I liked it, and just talked about things we liked. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. I that I'm was... so pumped for that game. Uh, me too. I'm super, super excited. Cannot wait. Um, I keep saying I'm not going to get it because I'm going to put my backlog. I'm going to cave on that of so hard. Of course you're going to cave on I already have the Nintendo eShop cards ready to redeem whenever that thing goes live at midnight because you can't oh, pre-order really? it for some stupid reason. On Amazon you can. Yeah, but I'm not going to pre-order it on Amazon because I have Nintendo eShop cards. Oh, yeah. You can't. And also if you pre-order really? it on Amazon, you just get the DLC or the download code at midnight. So. Yeah. Doesn't they need to me. figure out the, the preloading. Because I'd like to be able to play that at midnight, and this would have been a good game to start that with. Yeah. But their online infrastructure is not there yet because this is still the soft launch of the Switch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of soft launch, uh, there's a hard launch coming up soon for Microsoft's <laughs> Xbox One X. And alongside those, there will be four new bundles for the holidays for Xbox One S, as in Sam. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I don't like bundles. But I get it. I mean, yeah, it does well for the holidays. Basically, get the, the thing for the price of a free game. Mm-hmm. Parents will see, oh my god, that's such a good value, and it has Minecraft written on it. Which basically, there's the Ultimate Halo bundle, which includes Halo 5 and Halo Master Chief Collection. Exclusive to Walmart in the United States. Ooh. There's the Minecraft Complete Adventure, which is comes with Minecraft and the Explorer's Pack. Bunch of skins. Minecraft Story Mode. Telltale. Goddamn. And there's a, this is one that actually surprised me. There's a Rocket League bundle. That's got to be a cheap bundle to put together. Uh, is it cost less than the others? No, it costs the same price. They're all 279 They include the 500-gigabyte white Xbox One S and a wireless controller. Three months of Xbox Live Wait, Gold. Wait, it comes with a wireless controller? Calm down, calm down. I'm surprised. Xbox controllers are quote-unquote wireless, but they still take AA batteries. And if you want a rechargeable one, you have to buy the extra charge and play pack. To, to be fair, though, they last a lot longer than PlayStation DualShock 4 controllers. Yeah, but you have to pay extra money to get the rechargeable part. Otherwise, you're paying out the butt for AA batteries, and it's stupid. Yeah, but they last, I think, like somewhere between like 40 and 80 hours. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's basically you get, you get the, the DualShock 4 for a solid one price and that's what you got and then you have to have a battery subscription pass to play with the xbox one controller <laughs> it's included with xbox live <laughs> free double a batteries every month with xbox live <laughs> uh there's also it's a fourth like a, one it's like a loot box service you get like your little xbox box just double a batteries like <laughs> it's it just came like, and it's like oh my the God, shitty they're like rayovac this time. brand or something like that they're not even quality energizer <laughs> That's funny. Each of these bundles comes with a one-month Game Pass, which gives players over 100 titles for $10 a month. But the last one is three months of the service, and it's the Xbox One S Starter Bundle, which gives you that three months of that lineup, which is kind of cool because that also includes the Halo Master Chief Collection on Xbox One Game Pass, I think, and, and Guardians. So you can kind of 
for three months have the games that the other ones get for free. Mm-hmm. So I think this is Xbox kind of saying that, or Microsoft saying that, or at least hoping Xbox One X will attack, attract more Xbox One adopters, even if they don't go for the X model. And I don't yeah. agree with that as much. I kind of feel like anyone who would have wanted an Xbox One S, minus people who are getting it for the holidays, of course, would have gotten an Xbox One S already at this point. That's not so what Phil Spencer a- thinks. Phil Spencer actually did an interview this week that says Xbox One X is not for everyone, and they fully expect to sell yeah. a lot more S's than X's this holiday. They are a very honest company about that kind of thing. It's not like you would you wouldn't hear sony say that even though they released the ps slim and the ps4 they'd be like well the ps slim is the value option PlayStation 4 is the one for everybody (laughs) (laughs) um but i don't know i just think that if you wanted an xbox one s you would have got one already what were the bundles against already said rocket league master chief and what was the ones minecraft and then the xbox game pass one oh okay gotcha okay Interesting. interesting yeah I think those yeah. are bad bundles, actually. The Master Chief one, that's a good bundle, actually. That's technically four games. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Five games. Five? Halo 1, 2, 3, 4, plus. Which, actually, I think now also includes ODST, or Reach. One of the two. Oh, really? Interesting. And then now cool. Halo 5 Guardians. I only played Halo 3. It's the only one I actually all played all the way through. Really? I liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I played 1 through 4. I didn't play ODST or Reach. Not either. Or 5. five. I heard the campaign of five sucked. I heard you suck. I do suck, but not as much as Halo Five campaign mode. Hey, tell me a um, story. I have plenty of stories for you, Chad. I said tell so, it. So let's do some my Nintendo stuff. I actually only have one official Nintendo thing, and then I have like a on Nintendo Switch story. Um, Nintendo just reg- uh, registered a trademark for Game Boy uh-huh. in Japan. Uh huh. My hope is that that's for a Game Boy Classic. Every time that we've talked about what's like, when's the N64 Classic coming out, I've always said, that's wonderful, I want a Game Boy Classic instead. Yep. So I'm crossing my fingers. If maybe next year we're going to get that, that would be insanely cool. Yep. This could also that just be them covering their bases to make sure no one else gets that trademark yeah. to protect it for the future. But No. Because they, live... they also did the N64 one earlier this year, too. Yeah, I like wishful thinking, and I'm going to say it's a Game Boy Classic. You like naivete? Would it be Game Boy and Game Boy Advance, or would it be just Game Boy, Game Boy Color? I have a feeling it would be Game Boy, Game Boy Color. I kind of want it to be Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. Now, here's the question. Yeah. Is it backlit? That'd be hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) Because one of my fondest memories, not like fond, but like I remember this a lot about playing my Game Boy, is... I couldn't play it at night, so I wouldn't leave the lights on. I would put my back up to the window in my bedroom and play it through the orange street light outside. And I, I had could one just of those, barely like, see it enough. I had one of those those like spirally LED lights that you plug into the top oh, of it. Awful. They were and you had that giant glare on the screen too from it as well. Yep. But hey, mm-hmm. car trips, there that was, was perfect. There was one I had for my Game Boy. I didn't have it, but one of my friends had it and I was really jealous. It was a big like magnifying glass that went over the screen oh of i had your that game one. boy yep and it lit it up as well but it it just magnified everything it looked pretty awful i remember not looking so great but how else are you gonna play in the car 
Like, not yeah. having a backlight was probably one of the biggest detriments of the Game Boy. It didn't affect sales at all, because other systems in the 90s had a backlight and a two-and-a-half-hour battery life. Yeah. Whereas the Game Boy had, like, what, like a 16-hour battery life, something ridiculous like that? I also had, for my Game Boy Advance, a speaker peripheral where it, it added, like, there was a flip-up part, and it had two, like, side stereo speakers on it. Oh, I hadn't seen that one. Pretty sweet. I had the uh, Game Boy camera. <laughs> totally kidding. I always thought that was the dumbest accessory. I think they used it for WarioWare or something like that. I don't know. Wario. Dumb. Wario. I liked WarioWare. I never played WarioWare. WarioWare I'm not a big game minigame Wars. collection guy, except for, like, the first couple it's, Mario parties. You know, it's not... It's, they're not... And this is going to sound like a technicality kind of thing. It yeah. sounds stupid, but it, I I believe in this. They're not mini games. They're micro games. Yeah, and there's right, like that an, sounds stupid. <laughs> it's it's kind of like you're playing almost like a rhythm game in a sense where like you kind of have to keep up with the beat of the game and figure it out in a second like they're really really short like a mini game is like i'm gonna play this mini game for a few minutes the micro game is only last it'd be like balance um the clown holding the plate and make sure it doesn't drop it and you have to do that for like a few seconds and then you're on to the next one but they they'd string them along together so you'd have, like, 20 of them in a row, and they wouldn't tell you which one it was. You just kind of had to do it as you got there. Man, you were, were selling were, that game. It was fun. It was a fun game. I liked it. Because each one was just really quirky and weird. Like, kind of like in the whole, like, 1-2 uh, uh, Switch thing. Like, there's one where you had to eat a sandwich really, really fast. But there's something about, like, the urgency of it. Of, like, oh, it's a sandwich. Or, hey, hey, hey. You just, like, hit A over again. <laughs> or they would never tell you how to do it. So you'd be like, okay, well, what button is it? And you just kind of fail. You'd be like, okay, next time it comes around, I'm going to try this instead. And it just, there's an urgency and intensity to it that was a lot of fun. All they right. were fun. I liked them. I only played that one, though, which is the first one. Nice. Were they Good multiplayer? Uh, I don't think so. I think it was a single-player thing. Oh, that sounds like a missed opportunity. Well, we're going to do hand them back and forth and... If you didn't hand it over in time, they wouldn't have time to play the, the level. Are oh, you talking about on Game Boy? I th- when I think WarioWare, I think like the Wii generation. Yeah, no. So there was a Game Boy. There was a Game Boy Advance one. That was the first one, and then they had WarioWare Twist on the Game Boy Advance, which had like it was like a, one of those game packs that was would protrude a lot farther out of the Game Boy Advance because oh, it had yeah. an accelerometer built into it, and it was all about twisting the Game Boy Advance around. Mm. Oh, Pokemon Pinball had one of those too. Did it really? Yep. That's like when they added things inside of the cartridges. Yep. To do something unique. They did some cool stuff with the cartridges. They were fun. They yeah. were fun. Anyway. I want to tell you another story. Things. We're going to go into, I think, we're, I'm going to launch us into a little bit of a VR. Yeah, I know where you're going segment. with this. I have these stories too. This yeah, you do. I, Titanfall is... developer announces. <laughs> Fooled you. Yeah, you did Super fool me. Super secret like VR project for Oculus coming in 2019. And that's about all we know. They just said, hey, we're doing something. So um, It's so secret, we're going to announce it ahead of time like every other game that's yep. ever come out. Not going to give you a name. We're just like, hey, we're Respawn. We did Titanfall. We're doing something VR on Oculus. Come in 2019. Interesting. What, what did you think I was going to talk about? I thought you were going to talk about this Oculus Rift stuff that happened this week. Do you want to take Oh, us yeah, to the that? Titanfall game coming out on Oculus Rift. That's what you were no, going to talk about, right? I mean, no, actually, I was not going to talk about that. Really? You don't know any other Oculus Rift stories? I'm going to break them right now because they're really important Do stories. it! I have no idea what you're talking about. You have no idea what I'm talking about? So, first of all, Oculus Rift has dropped the price permanently to Is it to $399? Oh, my God, it's... I did know it. 
Oh my gosh. Oh, Chad's everyone at home was right just now. like, or on their way to work, was just like, oh my God, Chad doesn't Chad? even know, but I did know. How dare you not have faith in me? <laughs> Fuck you. I'm just kidding. You're all great. I love you. Keep listening. So the price drop is cool, but they announced something even bigger, and that is that for $199, there's going to be a standalone Oculus Rift that does not require a PC. I think technically they announced something smaller. Yeah. Standalone does not require a PC, and it's not the full-fledged Oculus Rift. No. It is similar to, like, a Ga- Samsung Gear VR-type experience. I think they call it but Couch it does, VR. Uh, yeah, you're basically, you're sitting still. You're not moving through this world at yeah. all. It's all from a... So it's not, like, no, gaming focus. No, it's a standalone, focused. though. Yeah. Yeah, it's standalone. No phone required, like Samsung Gear VR. Yeah. I'm curious about this because the big push is that really, and this is separate from gaming, but I think it's still important. So Mark Zuckerberg wants to put VR in the hands of a billion people is what he says. Yes, and that's exactly what this is aiming to do. Yeah, this is more for like that Facebook spaces, which is a revolutionary new way of communicating if you haven't seen it. Huge. Huge. It's going to be a fucking flop. It's really stupid. Um, So that's coming along. I'm not... I'm not that excited about this, honestly. This isn't the kind of stuff I want to see from VR. Like, yeah, it's just not. Like, I don't see how that's going to push the boundaries. I mean, we've already had those kind of headsets out now for a while. And I'm not talking about like standalone. I'm talking about like couch. I'm talking specifically about couch. Yeah, VR. Even like, if it's like literally just putting your phone in a cardboard box. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's what most of them are. I just don't see that pushing anything. So I don't see how this makes a difference. If Facebook wanted to do Facebook Spaces and put them in the hands of a of a billion people, that was already there with the Galaxy Gear. Um, what's the other one? Uh, the Daydream by Google. Like this stuff already exists. It's, yeah, this isn't that big of a deal. I don't think the standalone aspect, the fact that it doesn't require a computer or a, an iPhone or something like that. To me, honestly, that makes it sound like it's not going to be a great experience, because now this thing runs off of its own battery. All the stores and all the input and all that's going to happen in the VR itself, and you have those like those touch controller things that are coming with it as well. Yeah. I just don't see that working as like an interface. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go buy a VR game. I'm going to go browse and get VR stuff, and you have to put that headset on to see any of that content or to purchase any of that content or browse any of that content. I'm sure they'll have like an online like there'll be a face a section yeah. of the Facebook app where you can browse sure. that and download it to your headset remotely. Things like just that. where I want to go to buy content, the Facebook app. Exactly. Where well, every button changes every two weeks. <laughs> I hate Facebook. I think that's cool, but I think, um, honestly, what's the coolest is Oculus Rift is now pretty much on par with the pricing of PSVR. Yeah, that's that's the biggest deal, I think. Yep. There is still, however, the price of entry for you have to have a PC that can run it, which is still super expensive um, com- when compared to a gaming console. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty cool. Yep. Three ninety nine comes with the Touch VR controllers. The Oculus Touch controllers, the headset, and it's a permanent price chop. Yeah, 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 yeah. What else do we got this week? Your mom's butt. I've got something that kind of takes us into our soft topic of the show, but that's my last one. Yeah, let's hold that. I think I have have three more stories. So, this one's really upsetting to me. I am a, as I mentioned the show a few times, I'm a really big Catan fan. I really like Settlers of Catan? Yeah, Settlers of Catan. Okay, okay. The Cones of Dunshire, I mean. Okay, okay. You get that reference? Yeah, it's it's, uh, a 
fucking Leslie Nope. What's the name of the show? Pro- Parks and Rex. I almost said yeah, Pride I was, and I'm like, I'm going to let you finish that thought because that was really entertaining to hear you. Oh, yeah, I know the reference. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's um, mm, yeah, that show. Anyway, so Sailor's a Catan is going to be adapted into a movie by Sony. What? Yeah. Oh, it's Sony, the king of mediocre kind of crappy movies. Absolutely. Um, so far, the only other board game movies I can think of were uh, Battleship and Clue. Both of which. Oh, were but Clue awesome. was fantastic. Was it really? Have you never seen Clue? No. Oh, it's perfect. It it's has perfect, so. It's really, it's so perfect. It's one of my favorite mo- comedies of all time. Really? That's your homework this week. Fuck midterms. Find a way to watch Clue and watch <laughs> it. And Tim Curry, it, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I heard it was terrible. No, whoever you heard that from is the stupidest person you've ever met. All right. Well, I heard it was terrible. It's anyway, probably well, the same person that said Destiny Two is all about the intro to the game and not the last part of it. Sure. You need and... to stop talking to that person. <laughs> that person being the internet. I also heard that uh, Battleship was pretty terrible, and I oh, don't yeah, think you're gonna me terrible on that one. I just don't know what. I mean, there's a lot of. I guess it's a political sto- a game. I guess so, like there's a story you could build from that, but like no one's gonna want to see. Like, do you have any wheat? No, all right, I'm gonna roll six. Like, it just doesn't sound like a good game or a good movie. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm just bummed by stuff like that. That's something yeah. really cool. Like, if they made a Zelda movie, I'd be pretty upset about that. Good. Like, don't make a they Zelda shouldn't. movie. They shouldn't. They need no, to stop making video game movies. Absolutely. There is one I think would make an awesome video game movie, though. No, stop it. Stop Metroid. it. Metroid. Metroid would make an awesome stop video game it. movie. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. No. It would. It's gonna ruin How- the franchise for you. They're going to make it, and they're going to be like, hold on, wanted it, and then you're going to be like, wow, this is a piece of shit movie. And you're going to be like, why did I ask for this? Don't think so. Don't think yep. so. That's exactly well, what's going to happen. I'm the boss. I got two more stories. How many do you got? Okay, go both. I, the only one I have is the one kind of transitioning into our right. topic. Cool. So uh, there is a Zelda-inspired uh, game that's on demo for the Switch. It's Woo! called Oceanhorn, which you probably already heard of. It is not a of. Zelda-inspired game. It is a Zelda clone. Yes, that's a better way of putting it. It is. Yeah. It is copyright infringing. If, if anything, it is a uninspired game. Yes, it's not great. And what's uh, weird is that it's like five years old. Is it that old now? It came out on iOS a long ass time ago. It did, and then the came new to one like, looks pretty good. I will say, Oceanhorn Two. I mean, graphically Oceanhorn, it looks pretty good, but it the gameplay like of Oceanhorn gameplay. One was not great. If Oceanhorn 2 came out on the Switch, I would probably try it out on there over Because you, console. as we've already discussed, you would do anything on Switch, even kitty porn. <laughs> Jesus. And it was four years ago I that Oceanhorn that came to iOS on November 14th, 2013. Really? Four years ago? Four years ago. I was expecting it to be like 2015 or something like that. That's a long time. No, man. Shit's old. Wow. So, I honestly don't even know why they're releasing the Switch when the new one's around the corner at this point it just seems like a weird choice if you want to get the demo and see how mediocre it is go for it but it's yeah. pretty mediocre of a game i really want to talk about this, sto- this story just to deter people from downloading it if anything which is pretty <laughs> terrible but it just wasn't that great i was very excited for that game i was super pumped for it like it as a mobile game yeah that's a pretty enjoyable game because there's nothing else really like that on mobile yeah but on the Switch, you have Breath of the Wild. Like, why would you bother with with Oceanhorn? Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Last story. We talk about PUBG every week now. Do we? It seems like. 
It feels like we talk about PUBG a lot now. Right? I can remember maybe half of a time that we've ever talked about it. Well, I mean, like, it comes up in news a lot. Not oh, that we okay. actively yeah. talk about it. Yeah, but yeah. It talk, we talk about it every news cycle, I think. And it's now hit, and it's the first game to hit this uh, this milestone on Steam. Two million concurrent users. Dang. Exactly. That's a lot of people. Yep. So, kudos to them. Microsoft is going to have a hit on their hands with that exclusivity. Until July of next year. Calling it right now, summer next yep. year, PS4. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. So that's all I got for the news. Chad says he has a pretty great story for us. Oh, man. Read me the news story, Daddy. Actually, I don't want to read Wars? this until... I don't want to read this until we have a, a little general discussion first. Yeah, so we want to talk about microtransactions then, right? Yeah, microtransactions yeah. and then kind of... Like, what's your stance on microtransactions in video games, which have been around for almost a decade i'm no one whenever they started iOS on mobile launched, yeah yeah um well not quite when they launched it was like a few years store, afterwards yeah, like a couple years they after had, the app store. Well, it wasn't until a few years after they had in-app purchases we'll call it a soft five a soft right. five years yeah what's your stance on microtransactions and then more recently loot boxes in video games Go. loot boxes i feel differently on than microtransactions actually I microtransactions it depends on how they get handled there's a lot of talk on pay-to-win, and mm-hmm. I'm by no means of, like pay-to-win. That is unfair and not fun. It was never fun you were playing like Mario Kart on the DS, which was a notoriously hacked game, and people were like getting stars and like bullets when they're in first place, and you can never catch up to them. Like It was unfair, but that's because they hacked the game. It's not something you'd see a whole lot, but like, pay-to-win is that's possible. Like That kind of advantage gap in is is possible without any skill and that bothers me a lot however if you're doing like hey if you put money down you can you know paint your car red or something like that or like have like this cool decal it's not great but i don't mind that as much because it doesn't impact my gameplay experience sure so like from like a philosophical look at it that doesn't bother me but i really hate microtransactions regardless for on a personal level if i go to the app store and i say oh the game's free and it says offers in-app purchases i immediately go to the section of the app store where it tells you what the in-app purchases are and if there's like a pay you know a dollar to get this many coins like yeah i'm not playing that game i'm not doing that because i don't want to feel like i'm hindered in progress by stupid arbitrary uh big barriers to entry almost yeah i think console gaming and mobile gaming have kind of handled them differently and both have had successes and both have done them way wrong before yeah but i I agree with you microtransactions as long as it's not in a game that is inherently competitive yeah that's where i find that they are 100 percent sure fine fucking Mm -hmm. throw them in i can choose to play with them i can choose to not play with them yeah doesn't matter um even in games where they are competitive, I'm totally okay as long as they are, as you mentioned, not pay to win. Like mm-hmm. as l- cosmetic changes. Um, like if you want to get a cool costume for your character or something like that. Or if you want to yeah. buy a like, once I skin get that, for your car or something. Because once I get like that cool outfit I want, I'm probably not going to spend a ton more money to get more outfits. There are people right. who absolutely will. But once I have my outfit I like, I'm going to just stick with that outfit for a while. Yeah. So I don't feel like I'm putting that much money down. And I do I do feel like it is good for developers because, yeah. honestly, games cost a lot less now than they used to. There were games that used to be released that cost, like, Chrono Trigger's 100 they, bucks when it came out. Earthbound, I think, was, more. like... 
Yeah, and they cost a lot more to develop now, so they got to make their money back somehow. I understand it. DLC, microtransactions, like, mm-hmm. it's a, a kind of a necessary evil. And to be honest, yeah. even like with Pokemon Go, I, I was okay with microtransactions because the game was enough to hook me in, and like, it's, I've spread it out over a year and a half. And I'm, I'm actually. I've spent a little bit of money on it. I'm actually glad you brought that up because that's a good point to bring up. But yeah. Pokemon Go is not a competitive game. Right. Like, I, you don't benefit on a competitive level by buying more Pokeballs or getting more potions and stuff like that. Right. Once, however, you are able to battle your friends and that kind of stuff, that might change. So I'm very curious how that gets handled. Yeah, we'll see. But like, it doesn't bother me because it's, it's totally a personal thing. Yeah. I want more Ultra Balls. I will put money down because I enjoy this game and that's what I'm going to keep doing. You can't doing. do that in Pokemon Go. You can only buy Pokeballs. You can't buy Ultra Balls? Correct. But... Is it like an impossible to catch certain Pokemon with Pokeballs? Like you no. have to use the Ultra Balls? No? Okay. No. I don't play Pokemon Go that much. Obviously, because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so like, I don't have a problem with it in that case. But like looking at something like Hearthstone, this is kind of more in the loot box yeah. territory. But Hearthstone, I actually think I'd really like that game if it weren't for buying card packs and stuff like that like they did had a different way of handling it yeah because you can just pay a ton of money get a bunch of card packs and now you have a better deck than anybody else and it's no fun to play against so i feel like every time i play that game even though i have a good amount of cards i get my ass handed to me and it's just not fun because i at this point also too i've fallen off on the strategies and all that kind of stuff i feel like you have to just pay a ton of money to get good to that game and someone, I can't remember, someone did the math and said that if you wanted to stay, like, up with all the new cards coming out and stay, like, on top of things, constantly building your deck, you'd have to put down, like, between 500 and $1,000 a year. Like, that's insane. Dang. That's absolutely crazy. I would never do that. Granted, you don't pay for that game. It's a free-to-play right. game. But at the same time, that's like buying a PlayStation 4 Pro and an Xbox One X every single year in terms of cost. Like, that's crazy. I'm glad you brought up free-to-play because I feel like that's where I'm most comfortable with microtransactions. Yes. Especially when they get, like, really minute, like buying Pokeballs. Or when they are done terribly, like in the just-released NBA 2K17 or 2K18, where... Mm -hmm. You pay for the game, and then you also pay if you want to change the haircut of your character. Like, that kind of shit is too far. Absolutely. Because, like, when you're you're saying, I'm going to, you know, put money down in small increments in this free game, I think it puts a a good incentive on the developer to make a good game. I'm only going to put money down on that game if I enjoy playing it. If it is a garbage game and I tried it out for free, I'm never putting money down on that it's like it, it's a good incentive incentive but like that changing the haircut of your character in nba i'm sorry but that kind of functionality has been in those kinds of games for a very long time yeah and only now are you charging for it out of greed and i know these games cost more to make and all that kind of stuff but that's not the kind of content you make your money yeah, back with exactly exactly like if you wanted to like pay for new types of courts and things like that maybe that's a better one i don't know but like it's ridiculous. Yep. Paying for players and like different stats would be kind of cool, actually. So what about loot boxes? Loot boxes is like gambling. It really is. Do you think so? Yeah, I, I do think so. I, I thought about that a little bit. And it's because 
the developer has the control on what the odds are that you'll get something good in that loot box, you really are kind of making a gamble on, is this loot box going to be worth it? Ah, damn it, I already have all those already. Let's do it again. It's like a slot machine. So the... I think it's interesting that ESRB, I think it was yesterday or two days ago. That's why I'm talking about this, yeah. Officially said they do not consider it gambling. And their justification, which I, I kind of agree with, this, I don't think it's technically gambling, is that you do get something. No matter what, you get something. Whether or not it's what you wanted is a different question, but it's not gambling. But, like, so, all right, yeah, sure. But if you're getting the same thing you've already gotten before, you might as well have gotten nothing. Well, in that case, all trading card packs, all baseball card packs, like Magic the Gathering, Pokemon cards, those would, would all be gambling as well and should be illegal, except for in Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, I, that's, that's a fair point. It just it just seems like the developer can say, oh, there's all this cool stuff that you can get, but we're going to make it super rare to get this stuff, and you're going to have to, in most cases plop down a lot of money to get anything you would really want to get out of loot boxes. So, yeah, all right, it is not gambling, but it feels like a gamble. Yeah. Now, here's where here's where I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. If it's not something... Uh, for instance, there was a big hubbub. I think it's been disproven now, but there was a big hubbub, hubbubaloo. I'm going to make up words and then mispronounce the made-up words. It's okay, I'm the master of mispronouncing words in this show. <laughs> There's a big hullabaloo around Shadow of War mm-hmm. where you ha- the only way you could get legendary orcs for your team was yeah. through paid loot boxes. You can still get regular old loot boxes with in-game currency, albeit at a slower pace, but then they wouldn't have legendaries. Turns out, I believe that is now false. You can get legendaries normally through the game. You mm-hmm. don't have to worry about but but that's where it kind of gets scary and we're starting to see developers push those boundaries and more specifically that comes with EA's Battlefront 2. Yes. Did you play the did you play the beta of it? No, I didn't have time to. No. I didn't either. But my so, uh Gus did and he said it was it was very good. He liked it a lot. Yeah. But he also didn't really comment at all on the microtransaction aspect. I saw him for the first time the other day back at work. It was such yeah. a joy to see his face. Mm-hmm. He finally got back to work again. He broke his leg so he's now able to work. Yeah. Good for him. Um, so EA's Battlefront 2, during the beta, yeah. the only way to progress, it seemed, according to the beta, the only way to progress was through things that you get from loot boxes. Yeah, they're like these cards that you get right. that will give social attributes to your character. Right. So these could include, like, weapons, or these could include, like power-ups and things like that Mm -hmm. and that is the sole method of progression throughout the game yeah and these could be paid for or these could be done with in-game currency over a long time yeah and kind of like how it works is like like you kind of said pay for it or you can just play the game and get them for free you will get them slower if you don't pay for them but let's say that you get and i'm just making this one up this is arbitrary this is really the game but you get the ability to jump farther or something like that sure you have that card if you get that card again then you can jump even farther and that will max out at four at uh, a multiplier of four. So if someone's like, cool, I like this perk a lot, I'm just going to keep buying loot boxes until I get that perk times four. And actually, this is a real one, actually, is uh, more damage. You do more damage with your gun. If you get that one by putting a lot of money down, I wouldn't want to play against you. That's super yeah. unfair. And that so just right takes any bat, competitive element out of that game completely. 
Right. And right off the bat, everyone, if you pay for loot boxes, in the, especially in the very beginning of the game, you were going to have an advantage. Would it change you're gonna for have you a lot more stuff? if they had, like, a casual play where you could do the loot box cards and you can max out your character with all sorts of fun stuff, and then there's a competitive, which is everyone's in the same playing field. Would that change it for you at all? No, I don't think so. I, I don't I think still, so either. No matter yeah. what, there's still a pay-to-win mode, and that is, I mm-hmm. think, unacceptable. I completely agree. So here's EA's response to it. Oh, I know they commented. This is going to be EA did. Here. This just came out today. Um, so I'm reading this from IGN.com. It says, One of the most contentious issues in the beta was the use of loot crates, which raised fears that the game may be pay to win. EA has attempted to clarify what these crates will do in the full game. Star cards, outfits, emotes, and victory poses will be available in loot crates, purchasable with both in-game credits and premium currency. In an effort to balance the potential effect of players buying crates, the most powerful items will not be included in crates. Instead, they will be unlocked via in-game achievements. Additionally, unlocking most weapons and upgrading star cards will only be accessible in accordance with a player's rank, which can only be progressed by playing the game. So, there's still an aspect of you can buy a bunch of these boxes and get things, yeah. but you can't quite get the better ones until you've played enough of the game to unlock that level. I think it'd be kind of like saying, like, in Hearthstone, the best cards aren't for pay. You have to play a lot in order to to get those cards. But to get right. mediocre cards that can help you get to the best cards faster, exactly. you have to pay for those. Exactly. And so that still doesn't work out for me. It's just... I think, I think it's, it's too still s- just really gross. It's really gross, yeah. It's... If it was like you can get different characters, just like now I have Rey versus Luke Skywalker. They're both have lightsabers. They both kill people with lightsabers. Both have force powers, but they're all as equally powerful as each other. I'm okay with that. That's fine. Like different types of stormtroopers, like that kind of thing. Like that'd be cool. I would pay to have my own kind of stormtrooper or to pay to have my own kind of droid. Yeah. That's a, but what they're doing is just flat out wrong. Yeah. I and agree. <clears throat> Forza is now getting crap too for having a lot of microtransactions in Forza 7 where it's not necessarily pay to play but like it just feels like the game was built around you putting extra money down right and so I guess the question I have for you kind of this topic is this really comes down to the fact that games are the cheapest they've really ever been $60 for a video game is really not that much it's really yeah. not for the amount of content you get out of it I think pretty much everyone's okay with paying 60 bucks for a game at this point yeah would you be willing to pay 90 bucks for a game? Absolutely. I think if, we mentioned this a few months ago. Did we? Okay. That I was like, you know, if somebody said, hey, we believe in this game the most, and this is the content, we're going to make sure that it is enough content to last you a while, or we believe in all the hard like work. Like the next Skyrim game. And yeah, and it's 90 bucks. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. If I know there's a ton of content in Skyrim. Have yeah. Loot box. If, it, if that's what it takes to get rid of loot boxes mm-hmm. and things like that in games that I play, yeah. then yeah, I'd... I'd if the game's good enough, I definitely consider throwing down ninety bucks. I think this is also, we, I think, and this is kind of going back to Hellblade <laughs> as well. I think we're at a time now where you're, we should see variable levels of pricing depending on the value proposition the developer thinks, not yeah. the amount of time like it takes to complete the game. But like right. I think Uncharted at a sixty dollars price point still makes sense, regardless of the fact that it is a lot shorter than. Breath of the Wild or Skyrim or The Witcher or like those gigantic open world experiences like that because of like the the emotions of the characters and like other things that add value to that game. Whereas like Hellblade's like, hey, we think we can get a $40 price point 
And then you have things like Sonic Mania, which are $20. Like, I think I'd rather see variable price points to, based on the value of that game. Definitely. And something like a Call of Duty, you could get away with charging $90 for a Call of Duty game. Because I don't like those games a lot, but people put countless hours into those games. And it for a lot of people, is the only game that they play. Yeah. So they said, hey, I'm going to spend $90 every year to play Call of Duty or Halo or Overwatch, whatever it is, like that kind of style of game, they'll do it. And if that means there's no like pay-to-win model, people would value the experience they get in the game that much more. I just think that's where we want to go. But I think there's a, a, a hesitation on developers to do that just because of supply and demand. Like If it costs that much more, the demand might not be as high because people will say, oh, well, shit, now that's $90. The yeah. price of a game in the eyes of, of gamers really does signify something to to consumers. And a good example of this is Overwatch. When it came out on the PC, it was $40. When it released on the on the consoles, they charged $60. Even though there's like a little bit more content, it wasn't it was really kind of more to kind of throw a bone at the price point. And when Blizzard was asked about it, they said it's not that we're trying to gouge our customers. We just wanted them to know this is a triple A style game. And if sure. people saw it was $40, they'd been, oh, it's less of a game. I don't want to put my money down on that. By seeing $60, it says something about yeah. what they're getting out of that. So it's a really tough thing. And I think that also just the the shitty culture around gamers is going to make some of these developers hesitant. We're in an interesting time. Yeah. And I think it's, I think they're just, all these developers, there are a couple of, you had mentioned Overwatch does loot boxes perfectly. They, they're purely cosmetic. You get them often enough with in-game currency. But these are, I think we're just in a point where developers are realizing, hey, this is a great opportunity where we can make money. And they're just trying to push the boundaries as far as they can to see where fans say, nope, that's enough. It's also just how I think we've hit works. that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, we've been through parts like when online game passes were a thing last generation. Mm-hmm. Where if you bought the game used, you had to pay an extra ten to twenty bucks to play oh the game gosh, online. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, and then I finally, totally after that, that was a thing for about a year, everyone said nope, and they pulled them, and that no longer exists. Yeah. And the thing that, the, like day one DLC being on the disc that you pay to unlock, like that's the kind of stuff that yeah. we react, was, and they yeah. they we react to it. They hear us, and things change. Mm-hmm. I don't. I agree with everything you just said. That would make so much sense if microtransactions weren't hugely profitable because people are paying for that stuff because it's easy to like in the case of like online play it's like oh that's 20 bucks i'm not doing that but when it's a few bucks you're willing to do that and then you have what are called the whales which are the people that put down hundreds and hundreds if not thousands of dollars right on these games and then it's immensely more profitable like how much do you think it really in the case of like uh like Overwatch or or it's like purely cosmetic, how much money do you think that Blizzard really spends to pay someone to design a different oh, outfit? Not much. Nothing. At all. Yeah, no. nothing. But they get it's like it's mostly profit. It's mostly sure. profit for them. But then again, that lets them go back and do different things. Exactly. The extra profit money they, they have. make from that leads to new characters, new courses, and exactly. different game modes, things like mm-hmm. that. It's, it's a tough thing to say that microtransactions are entirely bad. I don't think they're going to yeah. go away. I just think that what will at least happen is people will say, oh, Battle, Battlefront, I'm not putting money down on that 
because I think it's unfair. And hopefully that at least tells them in those situations it's not okay. So here's where the I have a question for you. I believe... Question for me? Colin, yeah, Colin oh. Moriarty used to always say, vote with your wallet. If yeah. you don't agree with something, don't pay money for the game. Don't give that mm-hmm. money to the developer. And if enough people do it, then they'll see it and they'll change. Yeah. But I think in terms of this, if uh, I'm conflicted. If you want Battlefront 2, but you disagree with these loot boxes, do you not buy the game at all? And then That's risk really that question. they said, oh, well, 100% of the people who bought the game or 90% of the people who bought the game were interested in the transactions. And then you're suddenly not part of that group. Or do you buy the game, don't do the transactions, maybe not have as fun a time, just to say, all right, a much smaller percentage of people who actually have the game bit on these transactions and, and participated in them. So it depends if you want to vote or if you want to protest. If you want to vote, buy the game, don't buy the microtransactions. Because yeah. that's your vote saying, I want to pay 60 bucks for this game. I don't want to pay $5 to you know get a better character. I think that's where I fall but, too. But if you want to protest don't buy the game i think it kind of depends on where you stand like if you're totally blat like blatantly outraged by this don't buy the game just don't yeah. just don't buy it but if you're okay paying 60 bucks 60 bucks for a game like you're okay with at least having that experience pay for that so yeah interesting yeah it's, it's a really tough issue though and i think this is one of the first times where i don't think that the voting with your dollar is going to work as well as it has in the past just because of the whales the ones who are already okay with putting down hordes of cash sure on this kind of stuff i think those are the, the real the, people who they're going after i think the community backlash and the, it, the age of the internet as it is right now i think that's also going to be a lot louder than it was 10 years ago during the ps360 mm-hmm. generation so like you can already see ea responding to all the backlash just from their beta like oh just yeah. kidding hey it's not exactly like that we've made some changes and I guess thinking about this, this, talking about this has got me thinking, though, about kind of like DLC, and DLC was kind of that whole, well, we need to make more money off of these games, so we'll make some DLC instead. Yeah. Were they still not making enough off of that, that now they have to make, like, loot box and microtransactions kind of stuff? And if you think about, like, every single generation, like, I remember as a kid, like, every time a new game system would come out, I feel like the games would get more expensive. Like, when you went from... GameCube games were 50 bucks. Yeah. And then Wii games, a lot of them are still 50 bucks. but then PS3 and Xbox 360 games were $60. Well, it kind of depends, too, because, like, back, and back in the days no of cartridges, price. there was yeah. it was all over the map, and some of them were crazy $100, $120, yeah. depending on the cartridges. I guess I missed out on a lot of that, too. Because my, my idea of cartridges was always a Game Boy game costs $30. It was always $30 for a Game Boy game. It's yeah. also different when you have smaller games that are smaller memory chips that kind of stuff so right. i i wasn't really a big part of the n64 era because i didn't get into games mostly until gamecube so i guess i just kind of missed out on a lot of that yeah because you're yeah. a baby i'm a little bit ba- i'm not that much younger than you you're a little baby <laughs> my name is holden i need my passy as long as it's not included in the loot box i will take a pacifier yeah, yeah. would you would you i think I've, i would be fine too like shit that you get in the loot box if i could just be like hey i'll pay three dollars to get this skin rather than having to roll thirty thousand loot boxes and hope that i get it mm-hmm. that's why i think people do it right too i can't think of any off the top of my head right now where that does happen 
But I think that's kind of a way you could go is, hey, you could mm-hmm. spend in-game currency to get loot boxes to hope to get this thing, or you could spend two bucks to just buy that costume. And again, yeah. as long as it's cosmetic. Mm-hmm. Titties. What, what game would you be the most disappointed about having microtransactions or loot boxes and how they implement it, do you think? Well, here's the thing. I just, I don't play a lot of games where this affects me, really. Mm-hmm. And the only times where I would feel upset about it is if it is an online multiplayer-centric game where there's some competitive nature, which is typically not my game. Yeah. And in fact, the only game that I play that this is a thing in is Destiny 2. And mm-hmm. they're kind of doing it right, where you could buy silver to get you cosmetic things like a new ship or different shaders or things like that, but you, it doesn't get you better weapons or it doesn't get you better armor. Because I don't think this would ever happen, but I was thinking about, like, Last of Us 2 comes out, and you're, like, stranded in the middle of nowhere, you have no bullets. But if you have a loot box, you can get... <laughs> you might get more health or more bullets, so we don't know yet. Like, that would no, that totally ruin that game. No, that would be awful. That would totally ruin it. But I was thinking about, like, a game like Hitman, you could kind of do that pretty... It'd be kind of pretty cool. Like, like okay, um, I'm gonna have a loot box so I can get different items that let me, like, break through doors that are locked. Kind of thing. In the level, I can find the key that will unlock all the doors but i can also get the loot box or the, the microtransaction that will give me the key to unlock the door sure I and you know why i'm okay games. with that why i'm okay with that because there's a history of cheat codes mm-hmm. in in older games where you can say oh yeah if i enter in the button prompts in this thing oh. that will unlock infinite ammo or boss mode or invincibility and things like that that would be cool Is i if- mean it's it's kind of weird that you're paying for it now when it, it was such a ingrained no, part of some, the gaming culture sometimes way back though then, you but... did pay for it there was the game whole game shark yeah and well, game be shark like, was oh, technically gonna... like not sanctioned by the games but no it wasn't but it'd be like i want to play mario and i'm always gonna have firepower or always have star power <laughs> the game just <laughs> yep. became super easy all of a sudden that was kind of cool yeah i like those or with pokemon when you can literally just type in a code and have any pokemon in your team that was that did kind of break the game <laughs> yeah but i mean some of those things are, are built in for a lot of games yeah or they unlock with special achievements like if you beat mm-hmm. resident evil with a certain number of things you get the piano gun and shit like that or metal gear solid you get enough dog tags you get the stealth suit things like that yeah so that's why i would be okay with like pay to get extra ammo or pay to just beat this level in a single player type game. Yeah. I think it's multiplayer is what really bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Good talk. Good, Good talk. talk. Good talk. Uh I'm about to poop in my pants. So do you want to end and, this? Um, uh, yeah, I think it's about time to wrap up. That was our right. only subscriber interrogative for the week. This and has been split screen topic gaming as well. podcast, and it was our topic. Oh my god, oh how my coincidental! God. Uh, <laughs> you all are great. Follow us, share us with your friends, share us with your enemies. What better way to get back at them than finding a common ground and Absolutely. learning to love each other over or if our you podcast? Just hate us that much, and you're like, "Hey, enemy, listen to this <laughs> wonderful podcast." <laughs> yeah, and if you hate us a lot, share us with as many enemies as you can. That way, we at least make up for you being gone. Absolutely. Yep. All right. All Until right. next occasionally week. Bye-bye. Bye.